Welcome to the Accredited Canadians Toolkit, your source for what's new for accredited investors. I'm your host, Sam Perrin. Yesterday, I covered part two of Life After Globalization. Today, I'm going to introduce James, aka Jim Ricard, who makes predictions into the rest of 2021. The amount of new debt being created all over the world and being purchased with printed dollars seems alarming. Will this debt shake up the world order? Will the U.S.'s 1974 petrodollar system survive? Will the U.S.'s world reserve currency status remain? And will subsequent asset inflation worldwide continue? To shed some light on that, I'd like to introduce Jim Ricards. He's an American lawyer, economist, investment banker, speaker, media commentator, and New York Times bestseller on matters of finance and precious metals. His recent comments during interviews while promoting his book that was released last month are interesting. The book is called... The New Great Depression, Winners and Losers in a Post-Pandemic World, and it sheds insight into the question of printed dollars. On the world's reserve currency, Jim points out that 60% of global reserves are in dollars, and 25% are in euros. He states, reserves aren't held in currencies, they are held in securities, for example, treasury notes, and that a bond market is a prerequisite to a reserve currency. A bond market is no small thing. You need to have bonds in all maturities, liquidity, primary dealers, auctions, settlement payments, repos, forwards, when issued trading, hedging, and the basis for all of this is the rule of law. You need to have all this stuff to support a bond market, especially the rule of law, and that's why the U.S., with with a navy and military that's larger than the rest of the world combined, will continue as the owner of the world reserve currency. Jim also points out that the alternatives to the U.S.'s reserve currency status that are suggested by pundits, such as the Chinese yuan or Bitcoin, don't have, nor will they have in the foreseeable future, a bond market. Neither do special drawing rights, the IMF's version of a currency. The only conclusion to draw is because there is no other bond market and no other rule of law, nothing is replacing the U.S. dollar anytime soon as the world reserve currency. There is simply no alternative, and thus the ever-increasing debt and budget deficits will continue. On the question of inflation, Jim is asked if we will see inflation, stagflation, or deflation. He says likely inflation, but he says owning gold is great in inflation or in deflation. He also happens to sell gold, so take that with a grain of salt. Since I'm a real estate guy, I'm interested in real estate prices. And if Jim's right about the coming inflation, real estate prices will increase while the cost of repaying the debt decreases, as we've seen for the past five years. If stagflation, assets will rise in price despite the decreased economic output. However, if we enter into a period of deflation, real estate and all assets should decrease in price. However, when looking at Alberta's long-term recession, we've seen that prices are quite sticky, with no large decreases in prices there and few significant buying opportunities. To protect against deflation and real estate price decreases, it's important to carefully look to only buy assets with sufficient rental income to cover all debt and expenses. That's critical. This gives staying power and protects investors from the loss of investment capital. Jim gives some stock market predictions and comments that the S&P 500 is more like the S&P 6. For example, 25% of the index is Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, Facebook, and Google. These tech stocks trade at a high multiple of earnings. For example, Tesla has a 
P&E ratio of 140x. That is a value of 140 times earnings. Similarly, the P&E of Amazon is 96x, Apple 13x, Microsoft 37x, Facebook 32x, and Google 36x. Are these price-to-earnings ratios reasonable? Jim Ricards predicts that by the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, the S&P 500 will drop from its current 3,800, 3,900 down to 1,750, and he cites low employment, which is 60% in the U.S. Jim recommends selling or going short on these losers. Number one, commercial real estate. Number two, stocks. Number three, corporate bonds. Jim suggests owning these winners. Number one, gold. Number two, residential real estate. Number three, U.S. Treasuries. I think Jim's predictions would be correct if we were talking about the real economy. Based on what central banks are doing and how far we're getting away from a real economy, I think he's wrong about the massive drop in the S&P, and we could continue to see record high numbers. You've got to admire his guts for taking a position on this, because predicting the future is not easy, although he's had a lot of practice as he's been comfortable in predicting a crash for the last 30 years. One of these days, he'll get it right and look like a genius. As you think about that, have a great rest of your day. Talk to you again tomorrow.